What up, everybody? This is your girl, Lexi Lex. Today episode, I'm doing a kind of like a part two. And here's gonna be my part two. Uh, when you get a chance, check out an interview I did with Mrs. Kathy Wilkes on uh, when her poetry reflects domestic violence awareness, but also the also the theme with National Poetry Day on Eagle of Encouragement, which is available on all platforms from Spotify to Good Pods. Uh, Podchaser, Castbox, wherever you get your podcast fix, and also let you know that if it's your first time come to, I say coming, first time tuning into Ego Encouragement, welcome, thank you for joining, thank you for checking out Ego Encouragement, and just want to let you know that this episode and podcast not just for believers but for anybody need of encouragement. I so want to say thank you again to Miss Kathy Wilkes for hanging out with Eagle of Encouragement. Um, it's always a good time to um, interview, hang out with people, and chit-chat with people who knows who you are outside the podcast, but also um, bring not just, just to the podcast, but also to me. It kind of reciprocates, not just here in the United States, but overseas. Um, also, I want to put this out, um, and I have put in the notes, but I want to put this out now. The day interview I did with Ms. Kathy Wilkes, we are both are not professionals. We are not therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists. Um, but I will say this: um, for me personally, I know it's like to be in a abusive situation and abusive relationship. And also, uh, for Mrs. Wilkes, she gave a great resource to help the individuals help individuals in a abuse, abusive situation out. So we get a chance to check out the episode that I did with her titled uh, Poetry Reflecting of Method Boss Awareness. Now, got some info, some announcements to put out before I really get to the meat of this episode. First things first, if you are a person and you're looking for some, I'll say some, we all want change. We all need change. And look for potential, especially for those who desire the supernatural. Next month, um, from November 9th to November 12th, um, Bounce Believers Ministries is having a, contra- uh, excuse me, a conference called the Supernatural Potential Conference from November 9th to November 12th. And if you are here, um, in here locally here in Texas, um, and you want to come, registration is still available. And if you're not able to make the deadline, it's still there's still late registration for the conference. But also, if you are overseas, not able to physically come to the conference, I believe they will stream the conference. So remember, November 9th through the 12th, check out, tune in. If you're able to physically be there, check out Bounce Believers Supernatural Potential Conference, November 9th through the 12th. All I ask is you come with a mindset, expectation that you will not be the same, okay? And please, we after you do a conference, please go through your notes. Please do it, okay? Because guess what? Words do not forget, Bessie. Paper do not forget, okay? Also, uh, shouts out to Good Pods. I want to say thank you to Good Pods for um, letting you of encouragement be in their um, on their platform because I got some data for y'all. Um, currently, right now, according to um, Good Pods, Eagle of Encouragement is number five out of a hundred podcasts in the Indie Christianity Monthly chart. Okay, number five out of a hundred. Okay, 
that says a lot. Plus, if I'm not mistaken, the number five represents grace. So, shouts out to all those who've been checking out um, Eagle Encouragement through Good Pops. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you so much for your support because I say that, hey, Eagle Encouragement is definitely encouraging to help you to sort to where you need to be. But also, give some more data that not only was the number five in the top 100 Indie Christianity monthly chart, it was also number eight in the top 100 Indie Christianity weekly charts. Number nine in the top 100 indie religion and spirituality chart, monthly chart. It was also number 10 in the top 100 indie Christianity all time chart. And number 13 in top 100 indie religion and spirituality weekly chart. So, Eagle Encouragement is being heard and people are definitely tuning into the episodes. Um, all I ask, and, and this is not my fault, my own. Those of those that listen to um, my on my podcast on different um, platforms, um, there are some some episodes that's not on other platforms. That is the music talk episodes, and the reason being because I use the music on top episodes through Spotify. So if you look for some playlists, some new music checkouts, some new music to add to your playlist. You will have to go through Spotify to get the music talk episodes. Okay. And thank you again for supporting Eagle Encouragement, whether you are here in the United States or overseas. Thank you so much. Now, on to the meat of the episode. Um, as I mentioned about part two, I want to do a little historical episode about how domestic violence awareness came a theme in the month of March. And here's some things I'm going to give y'all and some, let's say, Plus, what's our landmark years and dates? Okay, so in 2018, the Domestic Violence Awareness Project developed a unified theme hashtag one thing. The purpose of this p- campaign is to remind everyone that ending domestic violence starts with just one small action, whether that is seeking help or sharing resources. And um, looking at the different years, and I'm going to do from the early years to the current years, okay? So in 1850, or say, yep, I think 1850, you know how you look at your writing, you're thinking like, okay, did I actually write this? Tennessee, the state of Tennessee outlawed against spouses and other, uh, outlaw, outlaw against spouses. What I mean by outlaw against spouses is they were against domestic abuse towards spouses and those days follow shortly thereafter. In 1978, the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence was established. And this organization is a nonprofit that was established to serve as the voice of victims and survivors. And in 1994, there was a legislation legislation passed called the Violence Against Women Act in 2000 and in 2005. And in 2010, domestic violence victims and this just research and data right here, total 10 million per year. And according to CDC, which I'm not mistaken, the center of, um, I think of disease communication, something like that, hmm, did a survey that 20 Americans experience intimate partner physical violence every minute. Now, this is a real big concern. And... Knowing back then, you hear about women and how they were abused by men. Because some men, not all, some men viewed them as property. 
and not as a human with a soul. And um, when you hear the interview I do with Miss Kathy Wilkes, you will kind of hear one reiterating. Uh, one, number's not made to be abused. I don't care if you're a man. You're not made for abuse. Not made of verbal abuse, emotional abuse, mental, physical, sexual abuse. None of us are not made for. We're not created for it. And God didn't do it. Guess what? We're not. We're not called or made to do it. Okay. So, if you feel like abuse is the best way you can have the upper hand in life, I'm sorry, you're wrong. And if you say, "Hey, um, don't abuse this person, don't do to this person," but then you do it, something's wrong with you, and you're a punk, and you need to live and change. Okay. So, I'm gonna put something else out to you, um, just in case. Um, if you're in a situation where you know somebody, and you kind of wonder if they're okay. Or you know something's going on, or if you in a relationship and one like if there's some abuse going on, and not just not just fake abuse, because there's been some story where people say I that was abused, find out it wasn't real abuse, but those was really going for some abuse. I mean, real abuse. Here are some signs to see if you're experiencing abuse. One, your partner threatens or tries to control you, and I put in parentheses verbally. And this is what it's defined as. This could be anything from making you feel inadequate to yeah, to telling you what to wear or how to look. Um, I will say this from experience. I was involved with that. And I will say this. Um, when you decide to say or tell me something or say some words to me feel less than... Um, something's wrong with you, and I will say from experience, um, one, I was with someone who, um, and I will say this, wanted to be somebody else, wanted to be someone that he really wanted to be with, but was not with him, and there was a reason why, um, to a point of not just private, but public embarrassment, um, we hear a name where you know, stupid, moron um i got punched in the arm a couple of times because i didn't do something i think it was got some tickets to a concert or something i did get it and i thought i left around a certain time but i just told them not to because i was just straight up tired and just i mean just getting hit it took point so much fear and just scared you just want to scream and say this person hit me and to the point where the person told me to go away, like leave, go home, wherever it was. And I was about to head out and walk and head out and also change their mind and said, no, no, come back. I'm going to back in mind. Uh, this is like the most worst thing ever. And I'll be honest with you. I don't wish abuse upon anybody because nobody deserve it. But when, when, I was, when I was in that situation where I'm being physically punched, in the shoulder a couple of times threatened let's put it this way it was so bad for me I was scared to eat I was scared to do anything I was afraid I was going to hit me again that's how bad it was and to be in that type of place where you feel like you, 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 like you couldn't do anything you're afraid you did it right or wrong or you said something you made a, a, a mistake that was not intentional and you feel like you had to go off that is like the most scariest thing to ever feel. And that's like a straight up ungodly fear because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And I'll even say this uh, when you get a chance. Um, 
check out the poem I wrote called I Am Eagle Watch Me Soar because um, I even put in a situation where I saw my mom get socked in the face by my stepdad. And I'll tell you right now, um, nobody deserves it to be punched. It's one thing if you got to fan yourself, but when you're being punched for no reason, verbally abused for no reason, something is wrong. Um, also, um, another part, um, your partner controls your money. Keeping cash or credit cards away from you, discourage you from working is unacceptable. Now, I will say this. Um, I will say I wasn't something like this, but there was kind of reasons. But I will say this. Um, control your money. Um, I ain't a lot to you. Um, I like freedom with my money. I like freedom. And when a partner's your partner or your spouse was trying to control your money in an ungodly way, something is wrong. And I'll even say this where um I had a um I had some pants, some nice khaki pants. It was some old navy khaki pants. And that person threw my pants down the chute, the trash chute. I look back in my eye, like, why are you throwing it away? And those who remember Leah back there, you know, she had those baggy pants. And ain't a lot of like, to me, one of those fashion icons at the time. But when those pants were threw away, it was like, why are you taking something away from me? And I also felt like I had no freedom. But I'm grateful for the freedom I have now. Very grateful. And also grateful that I own my own money because, uh, have a joint account, account who's trying to who's, who's being rude it's not pretty and that's another subject another one your partner isolates you cutting you off from family and friends makes you even more dependent on your partner it could be a sign of abuse now i will say this um isolation i will say i already experienced that but i will say this um cutting off from friends and family um I remember on NBC, they made a lot of made TV movies around the 90s. And um, there were stories where a movie about how people were being abused, how it seemed like, and I'll say this, say this, not just from a male standpoint where people who were with some weapon, who were had friends all of a sudden would not hang out with friends and family, like, wait a minute, what's going on? Like, oh, because this and this and this. It's one thing when you're with someone and your time with friends and family is modified because you're spending with that someone, a special someone. But when it is, but when it's to the point you not spend time with friends and family as much as you want because of abuser, that is not a good sign. And I'm going to say this. I'm grateful I wasn't isolated, but I will say this. It kind of felt I was because I couldn't. It felt like I couldn't really tell the abuse was taking place. I couldn't tell, and could say anything. And I mean, honestly, I feel like I could tell his friends that I was being abused. And so isolation I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, isolation is not always a good thing. It's one thing you just need time to yourself, but when it's kind of done in a in an ungodly, abusive way, it's time to make a plan of escape. And there's a resource that um, Mrs. Wilk mentioned, and I'm going to put it in the comments, okay? Also, your 
partner physically abuses you, this is a serious crime regardless of your relationship status. Now, I'm going to put this out regardless of racial status. To me, this is not just romantic relationships, marriage. I don't say friendships. I'll say parental relationships. And the reason why I say this, and I mentioned earlier, I was I was um, involved with someone that kept punching my shoulder. Um, I'll even say this, the same individual I was with, um, clubbing with a sweater. Same individual threw food at me. Same individual uh, threw a curling iron at me. And you know, I put it something on the counter, or something like that. And it was, and you know, you know, you know how you like you just put somewhere you, and you're not familiar where somebody stays at. Um, this person was really, really not good for me, not healthy for me. And um, and uh, as I looked back, I could see how much the abuse was doing, much a much sign of abuse. But I tolerated, but I think it was out of fear. And so, when a person physically abuses you, I'm going to be honest with you, it's the worst thing ever. And as I was saying about MC, MC, they made a lot of made for TV movies, and there are some movies that did reflect abuse, especially um, not just in marriages, but even teen, in um, teenage relationships. I remember there was a Maybe T movie about um, this um, girl. She was involved with somebody and relationship with Danny. And um, as the relationship kept going, the abuse kept occurring. And she was trying hard to hide the abuse. She was trying hard to defend the abuse. And people knew they didn't know what to do. And not too long of that, she was no longer living. And when they realized what happened, like, oh my God, what could we have done? Um, I won't say this to those who knew the abuse was going on and didn't say nothing about it. Um, some, most times they say something because they was afraid. Some was like, yeah, right. Some was like, like, they just couldn't see, couldn't, like, imagine a person abuse someone that they love or say that they love, especially in a public eye. Um, my parents, one, um, ask God, forgive, but ask, but, but, but forgive yourself because, I think there are times we wonder, we don't know what to do or how to do it because of, because of what will happen if I expose this person, especially if they are well known and not just in the workplace, not just in sports, but anywhere. Because let's be honest, y'all, we see all these people, we see this couple thing, oh, they find Danny, but then we don't always see what's going on in the private eye. And when there's physical abuse involved. My question is, when you physical abuse somebody, especially if they did not ask for it, what does it say about you? And when I watched that movie, and even when my cell was being punched for something so stupid, it's like, if you feel like you can only discipline and control me or deal with me by physical abuse, that says a lot about you and says you're a punk. And... It says that um, you got some issues. And um, there was another movie I watched where some, there was a married couple and their wife was saying and calling people saying, look, I'm being hurt. You know, can somebody come here? You know, look, I'm being busy with my husband. And there was a scene where she ran out, husband still attacking her. 
and it took like a miracle to say hey look let's intervene now and I will say this to those who's been in that type of situation um, it's one thing you didn't see the flags it's one thing you didn't sense it you're like wait a minute where did this come from and there's another thing when you've seen the flags and it's was like nah nah it's temporary it could change da 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 and you knew something was like nah you need to get out of this like well, I love him or I love her Especially there's emotional attachments. Or let's be honest, some sexual attachments. Let's be honest, some sexual attachments to it. And it's like, okay, if I leave this person, you know, who's going to want me? Who want to be with me? Um, where am I find better? Because especially if you put time and effort into in that relationship, especially relationship was not good for you. Um, my prayers one, don't beat yourself up. But my prayer is that you get the help that you need. And that God will bring you out of that type of relationship, that type of environment. Um, he'll give the strength to not only disassociate from that person, but with higher level, they have the same similarities of abusing you. Because sometimes we may, sometimes, not all times, but sometimes we might have seen people, we may let go of this person, and then... Also, a different person is like, I'll say, what the devil's like, and we see the same pattern. Like, wait a minute, like, what's going on here? Like, wait a minute, ask yourself, have you let go? Have you healed? Have you withdrawn? Have you got, what's the term, detoxed to where you no longer want to be that type of person? Because sometimes, and this is just me from experience, there are times, and I'll, let me put it this way. Even though that one person I was with did physical abuse me, did did a lot of verbal abuse and emotional abuse. Even I try to be friends, still made me feel like crap. There was a time when I was with somebody else. And um I would say this, there was some close calls of abuse. Close calls where there was some verbal yelling, and I don't like being yelled at all the time. Um, even to a point where, where the word no was not satisfactory nor respected. And I'm going to say this right now. There's a time place you got to say no for some things, but when somebody asks you to do something immoral and they say no, and it's like, no, like, uh, um, they're like, not going to take your no, not going to respect your no. I'll give you an example. Um, there was a situation where I was in a car with someone and this person wanted me to go down on him. And I'm like, no, I didn't want to do it. But he would take no for an answer. And I ain't gonna lie to you. I was afraid if I kept saying no, I was afraid he's gonna do something. I was afraid it's gonna hurt me. I was afraid he's gonna make me do it. And I didn't do it because I didn't get didn't want to get hurt, they want to get hit. And I know how violent he'll go because I told him no. Get him. And then that same individual, um, how should I put this? There's a thing called marital rape. And even though I was not married to this person, when somebody's, somebody, 
doesn't wait during certain position during sex and you don't care to respect their decision that's all like saying you're violating them you're raping them you're abusing them and you definitely uh, need to be dealt with and this says a lot about you and I think that's just me but we've talked women too Y'all, let me tell you something. To confess all that, you know it took a work in me, okay? Mm-hmm. Also, I want to say this. Um, to those of you who have been doing the abuse, I pray you get change. And I need to put this out. Um, in the, um, anybody there with Mrs. Wilkes, I mentioned about gospel artist. Um, let me give you clarity. He, um, the wife he was with, the first, his first wife. He was with. Um, they did divorce because he did abuse her. He is married to somebody else and he's doing much, much better. And the reason I'm gonna mention the artist by name James Fortune, because one, when you can say, you know what, let me go ahead and get help and not just do it for um what's what's her little for? For I'll call it um for status, for pity, for what term publicity. That you really do a change, you really want to change that saying that is saying to you that hey, look, I see what damage I done to this lady, and I want her another woman again. And if a man of God can say, hey, look, I did something wrong, I did not value her, I don't want to do it. Again. <laughs> Excuse me, y'all forgive me. I had some coffee this morning that I want to change. If a man got committed that he wants to change, he don't want to hurt another woman again, guess what? That means, hey, we all can change. Gotta have a want to to change. Okay, so don't walk in pride, don't be narcissistic. Because um one thing that scripture said that God is the proud, but grace to the humble, humble, and haughtiness comes for destruction. And pride comes for fall. Um and I'm gonna say this with the abuse. It's not just towards women, but towards men. And I want to say this to the ladies, especially young ladies, teenagers, especially parents, you got some teenage ladies. It's not okay to make a feel less, men feel less than. Because we all hear about women, the women abused by men and um, sometimes teenage boys abusing girls. Ladies, if you decide to hit a guy and he did nothing wrong to you, you're in the wrong. If you decide to rather say something makes you less than, you're in the wrong. You say, oh, I'm just playing. No, that's abuse. That's disrespect. So, next time you want to say lay hands on a guy and not for defensive reasons, Ask yourself, why do I want to abuse this person? What did the person do wrong to you? And vice versa, man, ask yourself before you think about making a first go less than, especially a woman, what did they do to you? Or is it something you that you so mad don't want to deal with? You're like, you know what? I don't use this person as a puncher bag. Not verbal, but a physical puncher bag. Ask yourself. Why do I want to take this anger out on this person? And I just said, why do I want to hurt this person? Why do I want to abuse this person? Why, why do I want to 
do this to make sure I have upper hand, but I have control. Ask yourself, why, why, why? What is it? What is what is my mindset concerning a person that may look weak and easy to, to, to control? That if I beat this person, if I beat him, if I break her, if I break his self-esteem, if I break her little self-esteem, if I cut her off, cut him off, and make sure that person is devoted to me and me only. What does it say about me? Am I really afraid? Well, am I really afraid? What's going on in me? If you can add those type of questions and you can't find an answer, this time get some help, okay? Oh, mm-hmm. next, y'all. Um, whew, good Lord. Um, those that know me, I, I know me and vulnerable and transparent and... Um, Y'all want to know more of my story, especially abuse. Um, check out, um, you're not the only one who's been hurt by the abuse is overcome. That reflects more of a story of the abuse and not just the physical, verbal abuse, but even the sexual abuse. Nobody's made for abuse. Um, other than that, y'all, um, I just want to say to those who's been abused, um, it's not your fault, you're not made for it. And that I pray that you be comforted, that you be healed, made whole, and that God give you a new mindset and transform and change your mindset and detox and undo mindsets that stem from traumas, that stem from being hurt and violated by people that you loved, that you trusted, that you could fight in. And that not only will God restore and make you whole, but put you around people that really love you and not abuse you. If I'm not mistaken, abuse is also defined as abnormal use. Also, for those who have been doing the abusing, I pray God will melt your heart and deal with your heart. And show you the root of why you feel like you got to abuse people. And not just physically, but even verbally, mentally. Uh, financially, because when somebody is abusing somebody, there's got to be a story, but there's got to be a reason. And I pray you get that change. We have a heart and mindset and a want to to change, because the scripture says in Isaiah four three nineteen that he'll do a new thing, and also in the book of Philippians chapter one verse six, he said, "Be confident of this very thing." That he that gone to work he will perform today Jesus Christ. But also with the mindset in Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you is also in Christ Jesus. And also in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, um, talk about renewing the mind in Philippians 4 and 8. Um, think about things that are true, things that are just, things that are pure, things that are loved, things that are a good report. And this is just me. When you read the word and renew your mind, because I do the same thing. You'll be made on the inside and understand like, whoa, this is what I was doing. And even to the point, those that were doing abuse, especially the verbal abuse, there was such illumination. You're like, oh my God, what have I done? And start repenting. And I'm going to say this to those who are, who are going to listen to this episode. And um, you may have had some experiences. And um I would say this, even in the house of the Lord, um, I'm going to tell you this right now. Jesus is not a person that reflects abuse. 
He is a person that reflects real love. You may think, well, I heard Jesus before, and this person said they love Jesus, but they treat him like crap. Let me tell you something. In the New Testament, Jesus had, Jesus, there were stories with Jesus where there was a woman who was caught in adultery and was about to be stoned by others. And mainly the guy was, the guy he was committing, she was committing adultery with, for some reason he was not found. But Jesus told the people, he who is out sin cast the first stone. And guess what? Not one could do it. And guess what? He gave the woman and said, go sin no more. You think, well, what if I didn't sin? Yeah, you didn't sin, but guess what? Even he, you know, he didn't sin. Guess what? He still reflects love, real love. Because one, who else can go to the cross for you, pay the price for you, willing to defend your own behalf? Oh, and um, also story about Mary Magdalene, who really was hurt, abused. I mean, nobody wanted to do with her. And guess what? Jesus said, you know what? I love you enough to where I'll make you mine. Not only restored or redeemed her, but became one of his faithful followers. And Jesus can turn life around for Mary Magdalene and even for the woman that was called adultery. He could turn life around for you. Especially if you were being abused and if you were the abuser. He will change you. He will love you. He will restore you. Okay? Other than that, y'all, this is your girl, Lexi Lex. And remember, keep on soaring like an eagle in your heart, in your mind, and throughout life. And remember, somebody needs to get the God put in you. Have a great day.